0: Soul, and in closer, CG and TV Hello and welcome to today's Living Life. A man named Paul Harvey once told a story and it goes a little bit like this Once upon a time, on a cold, cold winter night, A farmer heard a thump against his kitchen door. He went to a window and watched as tiny, shivering sparrows, attracted to the heat inside, beat in vain against the glass. Touched the farmer bundled up and trudged through the fresh snow to open the barn door for the struggling birds. He turned on the lights and tossed some hay in the corner. But the sparrows, which had scattered in all directions when he emerged from the house, They hid in the darkness, afraid. He tried various tactics to get them into the barn. He laid down a trail of cracker crumbs. He circled behind the birds and tried to drive them into the barn, but nothing worked. He, a huge alien creature, had terrified them. The birds couldn't comprehend that he, a strange, huge alien creature, actually desired to help them. As we go into today's reading of the scripture, we'll see some interesting, uh, slightly different parallels between this story and today's passage. Let's dig into both and see where we go.
1: Galatians chapter three, verses 10 through 18. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, The person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can sit aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but, and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God, in His grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. In today's passage, it talks about this idea of experiencing God's forgiveness, God's justification. And this is is kind of a complicated word, but it simply means that we receive the opposite of condemnation. In other words, we are declared righteous in God's eyes, or we are accepted, or we stand in favor with God. And today's passage talks about two ways in which we can experience that. The first one is by doing the works of the law. And the second one is by believing in Jesus. So the two differences, one is by an action of doing, and the second one is an action of believing or putting our hope or our trust in. And what's interesting is Scripture seems to paint that both are valid ways in which we can experience God's justification. We can experience favor with God. But there's a problem, especially with the first view. And let me explain what those two problems are based in our Scripture. The first is talks about this curse. In, it says, Curses anyone who does not uphold the words of the law by carrying them out. It refers to a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 27, 26, where it says, if you do not follow each of these words of the law, you are under a curse. The second part is that the scripture says that the righteous shall live by faith, not by the works of the law, not by attempting to doing the law, but by faith. And that's a scripture in in the Old Testament in Habakkuk two, verse four. Now, with the first part is, the failure to uphold the law is the biggest challenge for coming to faith in God through doing the law. The reason why is um, there's an evangelist named Ray Comfort, and he paints this very interesting picture about the plight facing all humanity. And he says, if we just look at the Ten Commandments, we immediately see that we are unable to keep the law. He says, have you ever lied? And I think all of us, to some degree, have lied before. Have we ever stolen? Now this one, perhaps some of you who are listening to this may have never stolen something in your life. Uh, But if we look at just those two alone, if we've broken any of them, we have broken the law. Not the physical, legal, system law of the world, but the law of God. If we have ever slide or if we ever stolen, we've already broken two of the Ten Commandments. And as a result, if we've broken one, we've broken the entire law. And as a result, we cannot uphold the law. Scripture instead says that the righteous shall live by faith. And that faith involves putting our hope and our trust in Jesus. And what what's so interesting and what's so amazing, what's so special about it is that we live by faith In the person of Jesus who lived a perfect life but for our sake he went to the cross and paid our curse he took our curse upon himself on the cross so why did Jesus go to the cross not because he was a sinful person but because he took our place on the cross he became cursed in our place he not only took our place, but he also dissolved the curse once and for all. And as the scripture passage says here, that on whoever hangs on a pole or hangs on a tree is cursed. So he went on the tree, he went on the cross, the wooden cross and became cursed for our sake. And he dissolved the curse once and for all. So by believing in Jesus, we experience God's forgiveness. Now, how does all that tie in with a little bit of the story I told at the beginning? Well, Paul Harvey, he tells that story, and he says that the farmer tried various tactics to save the bird, but nothing worked. He, and then says, he withdrew to his house, and he watched these doomed sparrows through the window. And as he stared at them, a thought hit him like lightning. If only I could become a bird, one of them, just for a moment, then I wouldn't frighten them so and I could show them the way to warmth and safety. And at the same moment, another thought dawned on Paul at that moment. He said he finally grasped the reason that Jesus was born. God sent Jesus into the world to be like us, to look like us, to live like us, but to live a perfect life so that he might bring us to warmth, comfort, and safety. And that warmth, comfort, safety is that word, justification. That we can receive the forgiveness of God, we can receive the favor of God, and we can be declared right with God once again. When we look in today's passage, Paul talks about how we, you, me, can once again be restored into a right relationship with God. And that's not by our works, but it's by what Jesus has done on the cross. So once again, let's return to Jesus, let's return to the cross and reflect on who He is in our life. Let's reflect right now. I think there's a very deep reason why the Apostle Paul always refers back to Jesus and what He has done on the cross. He reflects on the reality because on the cross is where Jesus took on a curse. The curse that belonged to us, the curse that we were due. The death that we were supposed to die, Jesus takes that on. The shame that we were supposed to bear, Jesus takes it on. The humiliation that we were supposed to experience, Jesus takes it all on the cross. And He takes our place. And I think that's why the Apostle Paul constantly reflects back on on the cross, what Jesus has done on the cross. Our salvation comes from what Jesus has done on the cross. And in the person of Jesus we recognize that God sent His Son, His Son Jesus, to be our, our advocate, our mediator, as Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says, but also He comes to take our place so that we might be restored into right relationship with Him. So today I encourage you, if you, wherever you are, wherever you are struggling, whatever challenges you are experiencing in your life, turn back to what Jesus has done on the cross. Once again, go to that cross and remember that God has forgiven us on that cross. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for the promises contained within your word. I pray that you'd help us to live boldly, not because we are so right, not because we are so perfect, but because of what you have done on the cross. Would you make the reality of the cross so much more apparent in our lives and give us boldness to trust, not in our accomplishments, but on what you have accomplished. So Jesus, we look to you, we look to you on the cross, and we give thanks that, Lord, you have made us yours, that you have brought us into warmth, into safety, into comfort, as we keep our hope and our trust in you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. and your name we pray, amen. For a single soul Reaching a further And stepping in closer CGM